Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I hope you're doing well. I've been out of my routine for the past few days, and let me tell you, that is hard for me. Do you have like a practice that you go to or things that you do to set yourself up for the day? I have a whole morning thing that I do each day, and I haven't been able to do it, and it makes me feel a little off, you know? I mean, just some practices that I do that I think help me with my life and what I'm dealing with in the moment. Do you do that? If you do, I would love to hear about it. The times that I feel like I'm making the most of my life are when I am diligently following my spiritual practice routine, so I can't wait to get back to it. Most of this year has been about various healing modalities, and we're continuing that today. I want to introduce you to my friend Ian Roth of The Regression Session, Exploring Healing Through Past Lives in the Medical Physical. It's a podcast. Ian is one of those big thinker type people. You know, he's not afraid to go down a road just to, just to see where it goes. He will tell you this comes from his insatiable curiosity about the world. And I agree. And I also think that he has a unique ability to trust himself, even when everyone around him says he's wrong. I'm sorry if that sounds a little vague, uh, but don't worry. We'll get deeper into it when you hear his story of how he got into doing past life regressions or reviews, as he prefers to call them. It's a story that I think a lot of us can relate to, even if our path didn't lead us to a place of doing that kind of work. We talk briefly about what could be called spiritual abuse or religious trauma, so just be aware of that as you go in. Now, honestly, I'd never really done this kind of thing before or talked to anyone who did. It isn't that I don't think we don't live more than once or that we're souls rather than bodies. I just, and probably because of my upbringing, I just always assumed that people were making it up. And that sounds really harsh, I know. Now, rest assured, <laughs> Ian has set me straight in a lot of ways on that. But it always seemed like everyone I knew who had some sort of past life regression told me they were some sort of princess or someone incredibly important in the world. And I just thought, well, not everyone can have been Cleopatra or whatever. So I kind of dismissed the whole thing until I met Ian last year. He cleared up a lot of my questions and the like, so I just have a better understanding now of the practice. And what I realized was that what I thought about the practice was way too simplified. Anyway, my point is, whether you believe that we live over and over or you're a once and done kind of person, I think you'll find what Ian does really interesting. He's also really good at helping his clients integrate their past experiences with their present, which is the thing that I found most amazing about him. I should also mention that Ian is entirely self-taught and believes that all of us have the capacity to connect with our past selves. Personally, I'm going to let him be my guide, but I love that he does want to be a guide and not a guru. I resonate with that so much. So. Here's Ian and his work with past life regressions. Hi, Ian. I'm so glad to have you here on the show today. How are you? I am really good. I've been really excited to come on your show, actually. I've had you on my show twice now, mm -hmm. kind of. As of recording this, I actually haven't released our second the episode. second one? Yeah. No, I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, I think we've known each other about a year now and every conversation yeah. I've had with you has been insightful and fun and interesting and I just so appreciate you taking time this morning to come on the show yeah thanks for having me I feel like yeah whenever I've talked to you and especially when we've like done an episode it's it's like three or four episodes in one because we like slam through so much so much content <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even like 
it's not even just like fluff either. It's like really like nitty gritty stuff. It's that we like really get into it. Right. Right. And that's the thing too. Like I love, we just never know where the conversation is going to go. So, I mean, I guess fair warning listeners buckle up. Cause we don't know what's going to happen. We never know, but it's always good. It's going to get a little weird. Probably it, it could, it definitely <laughs> could. Um, so like I said in the intro, Ian, you are the host of regression sessions. Yes. Yes. That so is your podcast. Yeah. My podcast is called the regression session, exploring healing through past lives and the metaphysical. That is so incredibly fascinating. So I would like to start out by sharing your story with the listeners. How did you get into regressions in general? I know you've told me sort of on the side that it was kind of silly, kind of dumb how you started it, but I am so interested. So please, please <laughs> share your silly story with us in all its glory. Well, I mean, to me, it's silly. I, I bet to other people, it probably wouldn't really be necessarily silly so um i'll just start from like the beginning i grew up mormon for anybody who doesn't know what mormonism is i'm gonna put this as gently and lightly as possible it's like a pseudo cult basically i wouldn't call it's like a a cult light right Mm -hmm. you know like a diet cult right yeah um i'm not gonna get too much into it but basically the main issue for me going like coming out of it was like, I learned the founder was just like a, a terrible person. Um, he did a lot of terrible things and, but uh, yeah, it is. And they, they tout the, like the, you know, I'm sure anybody who's religious or who has been religious has experienced this. It's like, this is the truth. We know the truth and you're going to go to, heaven when you die and like they have this like huge convoluted thing of heaven and so when i found that out i ended up just going like oh well this is wrong and if this is wrong how why why do people believe it's true and so then i just kind of like had this huge cognitive dissonance thing going on and it it actually was kind (laughs) of ruined my life to be honest with you like, I will like, say just as a side note, a lot of, I personally and a lot of listeners have gone through what we call like religious trauma or spiritual abuse. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people kind of feel you on that. So yes, it will blow yeah. up your life because you end up questioning everything that you thought was true. Things that you thought made up your identity are ripped away from you and it's very unpleasant. So we, we feel you, we have empathy for you. Please go on. Well, and and things that your parents and your grandparents and your aunts and uncles and your friends and your colleagues, they all just believe it. They all, especially here in Utah. Yeah, that's just where I'm based. That, right? Very... Like in Utah, it's you're in the soup. Yeah, pervasive. And it's like it's 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 very difficult. It's very trauma. It's traumatizing, first mm-hmm. of all, mm-hmm. and um, like pulling yourself out of that takes a lot of courage. So anybody who's done that, I'm like super proud of them. Um, good job. It gets better if you're like in the middle of that. <laughs> but anyway, after I kind of left that, I, I was still dealing with like the side effects of it. Um, I was like, man, I'm never going to, when I die, I'm never going to get to see my family again. I was literally oh, when no. it happened. When it happened, I was like, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant. So we were right there. We were right there. And what I read, what happened is I was in a, in a business meeting in Cincinnati and I saw this Reddit thread and it was like cult survivors. What's your story? And I got on there. I wasn't even expecting it. Someone was like, well, I was raised Mormon and it just left me with a lot of trauma. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, how dare you call my faith a cult? And then, I, and then I was like, I opened up the thread, and it was, it was like Mormonism isn't a cult, and it was like a big argument. And then I remember this comment; it will always stick with me. It was like Mormonism is absolutely a cult, and here's why. Here's a list of the top ten common 
behaviors across all cults. And I read it and it was like, check, 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 check. And I was like, oh my God, am I in a, am I in a cult? And that's how it happened. It's just like this, so like, like this eye-opening moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. I was like, I can't believe this. 20 something years been in a cult because that's when it happened. And then after that, I was like, I was like a wanderer kind of. I was just like, just drifting through life. I was pretty depressed, honestly. So I was kind of wandering through life, not really having much like direction. And then I stumbled across the phenomena of near-death experiences. And I ah. think that you recently had a woman on your show because yes, I actually Nicole. I actually listened to your show. I'm a big fan, by oh, the way. So and yeah, Nicole. And so anybody who's listened to those episodes will know what a near-death experience is. If anybody hasn't, it's basically when someone is pronounced clinically dead, like you are dead, and then they come back to life, basically, and then they have this experience. And a lot of them will experience the same types of things. Um, that's what drew me, and I was like, wait a minute. So all these people who are like different cultures, different religions – uh, different, different ethnicities. Mm -hmm. They all experience, time. right? Mm -hmm. All, all sorts of different stuff are experiencing the same things. And I was like, "There's got to be something to this." And that led me down the rabbit hole. And then I discovered um, past lives, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then, like the the main thing about that is like the the childhood cases, where there's children who will have knowledge that they absolutely should not have. Right. And, and that was where I, what drew me in as a complete skeptic was like, hold on a minute. It's like, how, how is that possible? And then I started doing a lot more research and a lot more research. And then I found out about past life hypnosis or past life regressions. I don't really like that term. I, I now, nowadays I call it a past life review just because of like the energetic difference in the word of regression versus review. If you kind of tune into the energetic um, intentions of the words, they're, they're quite different anyway. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I kind of went down that rabbit hole and me and my buddy were like looking into it. Cause we were kind of interested in it. We were talking about it. We were like, maybe we should like go to a hypnotist and like try it out for fun and see if it's legit. And he was like, yeah, that's great. Next time I'm in town, let's do it. And so I was looking up pricing and it's like $240 an hour with a two hour minimum per person. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, Wait, I don't know that I need to know that bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, that's not, that's not going to happen. And, and then I just like the curiosity was just like hounding me, man. It was like the, in the back of my head, it's like, you got to try this. You got to try this. You got to try this. Well, I I was like, man, I bet you I could just do it myself. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> DIY regression. <laughs> right. And I was like, there's got to be like some kind of a script or a tutorial or something online. And I found this script and I my brother lived with me at the time. And this was, geez, like three, three or four years ago now. And I, I was like, hey, man, you want to check out your past lives? Who's going to pass like, that up? He was like, sure. And then we, I sat him down. We played some like nice music. And he went and I used it. I didn't even do anything but read the script. It was literally just a script. And then my, my brother went into this past life as a one-eyed woman who um, like died of exposure and starvation from being an outcast in ireland or something like something like that and he's like my brother's like jacked like he's super buff and he's like this big tough dude he doesn't like he's not one of the people who are like super in tune with his emotions but he was on my couch just like <laughs> just like sobbing he's like i can't believe this and it's like what did i just get myself into so you like stumbled into it kind of in a way yeah it was like at first it was like haha he he um the next thing that happened that same night i was like okay dude you got to do it to me i was like you got to do it to me now and he's like okay so then we went to mcdonald's and i haven't really told this even on my show so this is like exclusive Ooh. story we went to mcdonald's after that 
and we were in his truck in the drive-thru and we're at the McDonald's by where we went. There was, uh, there's like, you know how they like trap you in the drive-thru so that you can't leave until you give them money. Yes. <laughs> so we, we were stuck there. Excellent there was business a, strategy. Right. There was a bus stop and, and my, and the re- only reason I'm telling this is because my brother used a word that he had never used in his life before. And I Googled it and it was like, um, commonly used in Ireland at the time where his life took place. And I was like, whoa, when I found that, I was like, no way. And so like he used the word that he was unfamiliar with because he was saying, man, if that guy, like, imagine if that guy jumped in the back of, or I said that I was like, imagine if that guy like jumped in the back of your truck when we were driving away. And he said, I would stop and say, okay, pup, get out. And then he was like, like he, this moment of like, what did I just say? <laughs> And I was like, I have no idea pup. what I mean by that. Yeah. And he, I was like, pup, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. I looked it up and it was like a slang term in like the early 1900s for like a, an overconfident young man. That's funny. In Ireland, which is where he thinks that it was. And so that was like a little affirm or confirmation to me. I was like, wow, that's very interesting. We went back to my house. And we did the the hypnosis on me. Just again, nothing but reading the script, just straight across the script. And I went into this life of and I, and I want to be clear: if I was going to make up a life, I would want to be something like heroic or or um, impactful, right? Like everybody wants to be someone who made a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that average people can't make a difference, but you know what I mean? Like people want to be famous people. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's like, oh, I was a queen. Oh, I was a princess. Oh, I was head of state. Right. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the dream, but not every single one of your lives is going to be that. Right. So yeah, I do understand Mm -hmm. what you mean. Yeah. And you know, most of the, most of the time they're not that, but this particular time, my first time ever, I went into this life of being just uh, an average housewife, a woman in the 1730s. And I was obsessed with my husband, Robert, and we had a dog named Rufus, and he was like this sheepdog or something, uh, some kind of a breed. I actually found the breed later. I didn't keep hold on to that info or anything, but like I verified. I was like, oh, wow. It's it's not a common breed anymore, but back then it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up dying in childbirth. Oh. Yeah. And that That's was brutal. Dramatic. Yeah. And I felt like phantom. Sometimes you can feel like the phantom pains. And so I felt like horrible, excruciating, not not like actual pain, but like the impressions of the pain. And I was like, ooh, ow, ow. You know, like it was horrible. I can't even imagine that. Um, but then uh, anyway. Fast forward after the script was done, I came out of it and I was acting very feminine. Like, like my brother and my wife said something naughty <laughs> and I, I was shocked. I, I literally went and I, I, I you, flushed. You clutched your pearls. Yeah. I like touched my collarbones and went, how could you say that? But normally I'd be like, you know, but, sure. but like, I was like, I can't believe you said that. My face went bright red and I was embarrassed and I and I was very, very feminine. It was very strange. And because that was... sticks with you for a minute, right? Like you it for the a little bit afterwards, after the session, you part of that is still very active and living very close to the surface in you. I think that is not I think it yes, it must have felt strange, but I think that is probably a common experience for people. I would say for like maybe the first and second time, yeah. Yeah, and then it, then that stops after a while. You learn to integrate faster, or it's less surprising. You learn to keep it separate. I see. Okay. So, like the first, the first time for a second time, you know, depending on how how uh, adept the person is naturally at it, you can actually make commentary like as yourself. So, like as your current self, you can like make commentary and be like, oh. That's what happened. And then like get back into it. So it's very interesting. I didn't know that at the time. And I really didn't know what was 
what obviously i was just like hey let's oh, <laughs> let's ride your past lives dude <laughs> <laughs> but i will I, this one thing that i kind of love about talking with you about this is you it's not like you have some sort of family history of this or that you ever had any sort of um exposure to this growing up you're you're truly i want to say self-taught but i also think just from the conversations we've had, there was always something in you. Like there was always a part of you that was going to do this work. And I'm sorry that you had to go through such a painful transformation to find that part of you. But like, it's almost as if you are over the years, like spontaneously coming into the knowledge of your own abilities. Would you say that's accurate? That's just kind of how I feel from our conversations over this past year. How do you feel about my analysis of you, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, it like when you're when you're in it, it's very hard to you know analyze. It's very hard to be like, oh, this and then this and then this happened for this purpose. Sure. But like looking back at you know, kind of where I am now. It's it, it very much in retro um, retrospect. I think that's sure. the word I'm looking for. It it really is like it looks. It feels like building blocks. Um, now that you mention it, that's yeah. not something that I like consciously really have really analyzed very much. But yeah, it very much feels like I was being set up. Right, like like you were being drawn to this yeah. work, right? Like yeah, the bits of experience that needed to come to you came to you in the proper time so that you would be ready for the thing that you're doing now. Yeah. And it's, it's constantly evolving. It's always changing. Yes. yes. And I think that is, I think that's actually true for a lot of people, but like you said, like when you're in it, you can't necessarily see the next you can maybe see the next step on the path but you certainly can't see the destination right it's very cloudy you're not entirely sure where you're going um and what i really respect about you having come at this as a skeptic in a lot of ways you know coming from i think we talked about this before coming from a just like none of this is real i reject it all uh you know being willing to trust what was coming to you and it would i think be really easy to uh avoid it or be frightened by it or shut it down and you were sort of able to trust yourself and I don't know if you've ever thought about it like that but I would love to know sort of how what was it in you that allowed you to to trust this really new experience with no precedent in your life curiosity just like unsatiable curiosity there's a few times where it scared me, honestly. I bet. I bet. It was, there was a couple of times where, cause you know, different people, different people are better at it, at, at going into um, the state commonly referred to as trance. So when I, when I, when I say trance, it's like hypnosis, mm -hmm. right? Um, some people are just put off by that word, but for anybody listening, like if you go into a trance, you go into a trance while driving, you go into a trance while you're brushing your teeth, you go into a trance while you're whatever it's hypnosis is a very common state it's a natural state that we enter into um so when i say trance don't be off put by that um but some people are better at going into trance than others it just and comes my, more easily to some people yes okay yes um there's lots of different factors that play into that and i've done a lot of research about it too um, and experimentation and things like that, which is like a whole other conversation. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, like my sister is one of the people who can just get right into it. Like with very little prodding. I think that she might be like actually a, a psychic medium oh, and she, and she had some very, very intense, very intense sessions with me. And she ended up saying, I'm never going to do this again. Um, because it was very intense. One of them was a was a past life as a World War II soldier. Ooh. That was like my second or third session, and that was pretty intense and pretty heartbreaking. 
I was not prepared for it. I actually have an interview with her on my show where she talks about it. Um, yeah, pretty brutal. So yeah, like, I imagine that stuff scared me for like I I stopped doing it for like six months, but then it, then it what there it was again. I was like, all that curiosity, I, oh, gotta know, gotta, I gotta do get it. back gotta into see it. where this goes. And at first, it was it was like you know what I gotta prove this is real, man. Like I gotta prove it, but. Eventually I got my proof and it stopped being about proving it. And it started being about like healing people. I want to talk about that um, because about the healing part, because I, I think a lot of times we think of past life regressions as just kind of a lark, a fun little thing. I it, Like what I imagine you and your brother were doing that first time and you're like, Hey, this will be fun. What a, what a silly thing to do on a Friday night or whatever. Um <laughs> But in, in your <laughs> but in your experience and 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 now that you've done many of these over the years, there is a true healing component to it. And I would I would like to hear a little bit more about how you discovered the healing component, um, why you think there's a healing component, just anything that you can tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So to to give people like an idea of like my journey through this and I'm going to I'm just setting this up for context. My show started off as just the regression session. And I did that for like the the alliteration, right? And the it's catchy. Cute. It's rhymey. People yeah, remember it's, it. Got it. It's cool. And and then I was like, you know what? I need to add and at, at first it was like a an SEO kind of a thing, right? So like marketing and stuff and I was like, I need to add like uh hot words or keywords into my my title and then it was a guide to past lives and the metaphysical and then afterwards i like after doing it for a while i was like oh man you know it's not really like accurate anymore so then i changed it to exploring healing through past lives in the metaphysical um because it's huge it's it's insanely stupid effective um i'll give you an example and i'm I, I'm not going to use names for their privacy or anything. So I had this this gentleman recently come to me saying like, hey, I've got like what I would describe as crippling anxiety. I've had it for 30 years or so. And I'm like, wow. And he's like, I've tried anti-anxiety drugs. I've tried therapy. I've tried yoga. <laughs> nothing worked and so i was like okay and we sat i sat him down and i asked him a lot of questions because I, I don't just jump straight into it because there's different techniques that i use not all of them are actually past life hypnosis um some of them are like a core realignment with your energy mm -hmm. or or whatever right so so depending on what he needs uh needed i would i was trying to figure that out and i was i decided to use a method i call the core realignment um I'm not going to get into that, but I found he's like, it just the whole time we were trying, basically trying to move this block. And he's like, it just feels like it's just too deep. It feels like it's too deep for me to move. And I was like, okay, so let's try this. So then we, I put him in I, and I, I hypnotized him fairly quickly. And he went into this past life where, um, Essentially, like what what this energy was, was like a, a feeling that he needed to be punished, a feeling that he needed to be, um, you know, pay for his crimes. And he went into this past life where he was this uh, basically like fence kind of a guy where it, it, basically if there was something dirty that needed done, that was the guy you go to. And he went through this lifetime and we went through the whole thing. But but after the fact, that feeling of like of like needing to be punished was completely gone because what it allows you to do is it allows you to step outside of yourself and view it in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, like if anybody listening is like, yeah, right. There's no such thing as past lives. It doesn't matter to me whether or not it's a, you're actually experiencing a literal past life, regardless of whether or not it's real, it's a real experience. And that's what matters to me. It, as far as I'm concerned, it could be your subconscious making a story up. I don't care. 
I'm going to follow that story all the way through. And, right. but, but what you find is like, there's like verify little verifiable details in there that you can't explain. Like I never, I never knew that. I never had that. And so it very quickly became apparent after speaking to people on my show um, that th there is, it, it is about healing. It's not necessarily about exploration. Now there's a caveat to that. Like once you get your healing done, I'm all for the exploration. But before you're going to do the exploration, you should really focus on healing. And th that doesn't mean that you're going to be a completely healed, com full, fully guruized person. <laughs> that may be once, my new favorite word, guruized. Guruized person. But if you're working on it, then then that's cool, right? Like you can't heal everything all at once. And, and some of the wounds are are deep and you know one thing i you notice after doing like a few hundred of these things is you notice that there's themes sometimes you'll go through and and you'll go through a couple different lifetimes and a lot in of the one time session? yeah yeah in one session oh my gosh that sounds like so much yeah but but what you see is you end up seeing themes i see but then the themes they they come across and you'll they'll be like oh i have i'm doing the exact same thing and right now and it's like yeah so so you carry these patterns over and it's it's really about trying to interrupt the pattern trying to become aware of the pattern and fix it and that is almost always the first step to healing right is becoming aware of your unconscious choices the things that are subtly informing your life that you don't really even know were there yeah yeah and then and so I think, I think there's this thought that past life regression is this sort of new agey thing that's just recently come into existence. But ancient, ancient cultures were aware of the fact that we live these lives many times over, right? That our, that our soul lives many different times as we go through life. And so this is while the hypnotists or whatever, like the techniques may be new to us, the concept is actually quite old and has been acknowledged by people throughout human history. I think as best I can tell, it's not like I'm some sort of expert, but, you know, just again, like you, like with my, my research and, and what you spend your time trying to learn and yeah, the patterns, right? You have a life and you keep doing something, you keep doing something. And what, I think when I experienced your work, and we can talk a little bit about that too, maybe, but when I experienced your work, it was, you know, like moments. And then you helped me find like a moment in that timeline that had, had I made, or that person or however you want to say it, made a different decision. Like it have just gone off on a totally different path. And now it's like identifying that moment. And where's that moment that I'm living in this life? And can I make a different choice now to break that pattern? Right. And not that it's like, this is my last life. I'm totally free. But like, now can I be working through that? Uh, they call it karma in the yogic tradition, right? Like, can I work through that bit of stuff that I've been bringing with me through the centuries and then be presented with a whole new thing? Right. And so I think that was that was actually incredibly healing. Um, listeners, Ian did a past life regression with me a while back. I think about it all the time uh, because it did help me identify a moment, a pattern, a tendency in myself to make a choice at various points when maybe I might be better served to make a different choice. And it has brought into my consciousness the need to think through, to consider other choices, to take a risk, do the thing that might be a little bit scary in the moment. And I feel like I just told a very long story and interrupted you, but like, yeah, that's the healing is finding that pattern and bringing things into your consciousness that were buried. You have to understand that uh, there, there's this concept out there and it's very mind boggling. It's very difficult to grasp, but I try to, like my goal as a or my job as a content creator is to present these things in a digestible way. So the best way I can describe this concept, it's called simultaneous time. Okay. Um, the easiest way to think about it is like the past 
the present and the future. It's all happening at the same time. Right. And that's a mind boggling concept. So like everything that ever has happened, everything that's happening and everything that ever will happen is all happening simultaneously at the same exact time. So how can we look at that in a productive way? Well, those moments that you were talking about, as far as you're concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they're gone. Right. You in this moment right now, the past doesn't exist. It's over with. We can't change the past. And I can't prove to you that I'm going to grab my cup of water here and dump it all over my laptop in five minutes. Right? For, for all you know, I, I could do it. For all you know, I, I might not. The future does not exist. It's a farce. The only thing that you have to worry about is right now in this moment. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because of these, what I call nexus points in your life. Crossroads. Yeah. where you can make those choices and they're not all in the past, right? They're right now. Every single choice you make, and I'm not talking about like, oh, should I have a salad for dinner? Or should I have pizza for dinner? It's like, yeah, that, that'll have tiny effects on your health, but you're going to have these nexus points in your life and, and you got to just really the best way that you can navigate them is thinking about like what's going to be best for you. Right. And I want to talk about karma. My understanding of karma, you know, there's this misconception about karma. Okay. It's like, you're going to get what you're going to get it. That's right? not you're, what karma is. Yeah. That's not what karma is historically. That's such a appropriation and mischaracterization of karma. Yeah. It, yeah. So anyway, go on, please. Yeah, Continue. it is. And what, how I like to think of karma is like an entanglement. Like, you imagine like everybody put like a thread of yarn into the world, just trying to like go through the other side of the world, but there's no, like there's nothing guiding the yarn to get through the other side. So everybody's yarn ends up getting it all tangled up. The best way that you can focus on like not having to spend as much time untangling this massive convoluted ball of yarn is if you just start focusing on it one thread at a time and how you can do that and what the purpose of like the past life hypnosis is is to identify those individual threads so you can start pulling them and unraveling this massive entanglement so really when you look at it you're helping to um balance out your karmic entanglement. I never even refer to it as karma. I call it karmic entanglement. Um, and, and what, and I'll give you an example of what I've been doing to do this is I've been going back through people. I felt that I have personally maybe not necessarily wronged and people that I have felt that I've wronged. And I've just apologized for my part in it. Like, even if I felt like they've wronged me, I've gone through and said, Hey, look, I'm sorry for my part in whatever happened. And what that's doing is it's like severing the, mm -hmm. the, the yarn strand so that you don't have to deal with it anymore. It's and, letting bits of that go. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's what any reputable past life hypnotist will do is try to assist you in moving through that. And that's what I was trying to do when I, when I did years and that was kind of back when I was not even as experienced as I am now. Now well, sure, it was a year ago. Yeah. If anything, you've been doing it for another year. Of course, you're going to have more experience. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone and beef short ribs, sustainable wild caught sockeye salmon and more. Find sales on Parmigiano Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive bull bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder 
and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, yeah, it's your reputability. Show. <laughs> like just, just <laughs> reputability because like that's, that's part of it, right? We're all very skeptical. And I, you're, we've, there are people out there who will scam you, right? And that's, it's scary to think that somebody might be trying to trick you or do something. And obviously I know you're not that person because we've had all these interactions over the year, but like, is there a way to know or like, how how do you recommend if people are interested in stuff like this, how do they find somebody that isn't just out to, I don't know, take their money or confuse them or who's real, who's not? How do we know? Or do we know? Most people that do this, like I I think most people, they truly have like good intentions. I really, really believe that. I don't think that there's a majority of people out there that do this kind of stuff that are actively like, oh, I'm going to screw you over. I mean, there's a couple of people that don't do it right. And the reason that they don't do it right is because they have this thing in their body called expectations. (laughs) And they'll be like, sitting there trying to hypnotize somebody and for the most part i I personally believe everybody can go into trance but some people are more difficult to get into trance than others like i said people have more aptitude for it and people have less aptitude for it i have a condition called aphantasia Mm. i cannot visualize or hear anything in my own head it's just dark and quiet i don't even have like inner self-talk it's just completely silent and dark in my head And so before I realized that, I thought I was doing it wrong. And a lot of hypnotists will follow their training. They'll stick to the status quo. And they'll be like, why aren't you, why can't you do it? Why can't you go on a chance? Well, it's not necessarily that person's fault. It's your approach. So my, you know, my recommendation is two things. Find somebody, or maybe three things. Find somebody who has like really good reviews, you know, cause that's like the number one way people will let you know they did a good job is they'll leave a review. Second thing is maybe try to find somebody who's been doing it for a couple years that, you know, people who come in right out of the gate going, I'm going to charge a lot of money for this. And, when they have no experiences, they're, what they're going to do is they're not going to, you're not going to be f- having as much help with that karmic entanglement. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is just trust your gut. Like if you, if you talk to somebody and you're like, mm, man, I just don't really feel right about this. It's okay to go to someone else. You don't, you're under no obligation to go to that person just because you talk to them, you know, and it's okay. Just trust your gut about it and and you'll be fine. I I have on my show, if anybody checks it out, I have tons of people on there who I think are are reputable for the most part. Um, back when I first did it, there were a couple of people where I was like, eh. They, they've kind of gotten better, though. So everybody on there is, like, pretty legit. I try to keep it very reputable and credible. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole goal of it now is to create a resource back. You know, it's not about proving it anymore. It's about creating a resource. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and like, that's that's really what what I would recommend is just like trust your gut mainly is if someone's not going to like talk to you beforehand, most people will do like a 15 minute call or 15 just like minute. a pre-chat, right? Just to see if you're a yeah. good energetic fit. Yeah. And and you know every um I have actually an example about this. Um you know, not everybody's going to jive with me, right? Not and some people want like a more mystical approach, <laughs> and that's fine. And some people want a more practical approach where they want to have the proof. I don't really necessarily care about the proof, and that's fine. 
right? It doesn't matter. I had, I was um, doing a pre-call to have this woman on my show. She runs a fairly large forum online somewhere. I'm not going to even, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to call this woman out, but she was going to come on my show and she was talking to me and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, my standard, like, information dump so tell me about your podcast oh i'm top 10 percent globally blah 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 i have all these people and then i was like i do uh past life hypnosis too so i i totally know what you're talking about and she just goes like it blew blew my mind she was like isn't this a conflict of interest for you and i was like what and she was oh, like yeah no. aren't you afraid that aren't you afraid that i'm gonna take your clients and i was like <laughs> what are you not, talking about that's not good <laughs> right and i was like what are you talking about lady and 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 i was like my goal is i was like my people don't come to my show for you they come to my show for me well and also <laughs> just like there is room in the world for everyone right like like you'll find your people she'll find her people like there, right. There's a lot of room. There's a lot of space for healing modalities. We are not living in a healed world. So why would I ever deny somebody the possibility of meeting somebody that could heal them? If I can't do it, my greatest desire is for it to be done no matter how it happens. It doesn't have to be. That's not, my ego is not wrapped up in like if people are like, oh, I listened to your chakra coach, but then I found Ian and now I'm only listening to Ian. I'm like, but does it, do you find healing there? Then that's what I want for you. And please right like oh my gosh that is yeah and that's the whole oh, thing that's, of like, un... that's kind of unfortunate actually yeah and well it was a big missed opportunity on her part because i do have a fairly large audience out there people who are looking for this kind of stuff and i just trusted that gut feeling i didn't i got like bad juju i was yeah. like oh i was like i don't like that and i never called her back yeah i was like you know what this isn't gonna work out yeah, have a nice day this. yeah I've had that experience a couple of times where it's just like, this doesn't feel right. When I check in with my body, this is, this sensation isn't good and comfortable. So I'm going to pass. Yeah. I've also had that experience. Um, yeah. Oh, one thing I want to say too, is you can do past life regression over zoom. Uh, yeah. That's what you and I did. It was amazing. Yeah. You don't have to be in person. Yeah. So, so you can, you can literally find anybody in the world to do it with. So there's like so many, so many people out there. Um, and there's lots of resources to find practitioners too, you know, uh, like the Newton Institute, they, they do life between life regressions, um, quantumhealers.com. They have like a, like a list of them. And I, you know, there's the, I, I run the past lives subreddit kind of like for the most part. And yeah. I've been trying to do like approved hypnotists and approved service providers that we kind of interview and approve and say, yeah, these guys that, are legit. Do just like a check-in before mm -hmm. that's really neat. You are just a wealth of information, which is I think <laughs> what you said your, your mission was, is to provide resources for people in their, their various healing uh, processes and modalities. And so we've talked about like how people could find other practitioners, but I think people are going to kind of want to know where they can find you. How can people find out more about you and what you do? My main thing right now is the podcast, mm -hmm. the regression session, exploring healing through past lives and the metaphysical. That's the main, the main thing you'll find me at. I post bi-weekly but the episodes are usually like an hour long and they're normally like packed full of tons of insight from all sorts of people from all sorts of walks of life. And it's awesome. I love doing it. And you know, my email is in every single episode twice. You can email me at the regression session at gmail.com. I'm also, I also do a lot of, uh, moderating and content curation on the past lives subreddit so if you have like questions about past lives that you want to ask you can actually get on reddit on the past lives thing and, and make a post and a lot of people will get on and give you their perspectives it's like forty five thousand people Holy on man. there and and yeah it's like a huge community and and we're really trying to 
set it up to where we can do like the Reddit talks where we can do like um, free group regressions. We have um, experts come on and do Q and A's, all sorts of stuff that we're running on there. So that's, that's a really, really great cool. resource for people. And that's I'll get the... links to that. Yeah. I'll put links to that in the in yeah. the show notes so people can find it directly. Yeah. Those are the main two places that you can reach me. And no, also reach out to Ian, no lie. Like he, if you're looking for outside the box thinking, if you are just like, none of what I'm doing in my life is working, go listen to like Ian's thought experiments because I, you will walk away just with like a thousand new ideas to think about, but not in an overwhelming way, just in the, like a, like the sense that your skull has actually expanded to create room for more, <laughs> moreness, more, uh, just expansion of ways of thinking and consciousness. That is how I feel every time I leave a conversation with you that I just, I'm like, I need about 30 minutes to process what's just <laughs> happened here. And I love it. And I'm, I'm being very serious. Like it's, like I just leave thinking in new ways and I appreciate that so much about you. Hey, well, thanks a lot. And by the way, I think I have your recording from your session. I think that we recorded it. I think I have the recording. Oh, wow. And, and so I'll, I'll check on that. If you want the audio file, maybe you could even one of these days, like put, put it, it on, on the here Patreon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something it like that. It was intense, y'all. I don't know if you'd want to watch it. It was really amazing for me. I don't know how interesting it would be to watch, but yeah. It's awesome. no, it, it's all fascinating. Yours was really, really interesting. I really, I thought it was very cool. So, well, Ian, I thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, it's just always a pleasure to talk to you. And I learned so much from you every time we talk. Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful you invited me on. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you later. You too. Bye. Hi again. I am always so grateful to have people like Ian in my life. And I hope that what he shared with us was fun and interesting for you too. I've included a link to his podcast, the Reddit board he mentioned, and his email in the show notes. Go listen to his show. Seriously, if you're interested in this topic, he is just a wealth of information. Also in the show notes are links to my social media pages, Instagram and Facebook, where you can find me as your chakra coach and the Patreon too. We mentioned that I might put my reading up there. Uh, I'll rewatch the video to see it's even a little interesting to anyone that isn't me. So you can check that out and all the other content that's there. Um, and last thing, last thing, the seven day chakra manifesting challenge is up and ready for you. You can take more or less than seven days, but each day includes a lesson on the role of each chakra in the manifestation process and how to prepare your energy for creating big new things in your life. You'll deal with your fears and emotions around manifestation, creating and attracting the right vibrations for manifesting, and how to detach from the results and let the universe take over. The link to that is also in the show notes. So check it out if you're interested in a basics course on how to use the chakra system for manifestation. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll talk next week. Bye.